The following podcast contains strong language and frank discussions of violence. Listener discretion is advised. Good morning to everyone out there, uh, except for a few people <coughs> that we'll talk about presently. Hey, Michael. Hello. That was an awfully somber good, intro for Good us Sunday being off. morning to you <laughs> and tomorrow. all and sundry. It's Murder Amongst Friends. We're Joanne back. and Mike back after a three week hiatus. Hiatus. Hi, hi, he, uh, don't hate us <laughs> for the hiatus. hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, starting off fucking big this week. Baby. Yeah, we, we hook them right back in with the tep- <laughs> with the type of top level with the, comedy with the tepid yeah. comedy yeah. <laughs> stylings of Joanne and Mike. The real wordplay that you don't get anywhere oh, else. God, how you been for three weeks, bud? You know, living it, loving it. I guess forward is uh, existing. Yeah, that's that's how you. Are you on a forward? trajectory no <laughs> but you know time moves inexorably forward so are that's you on the direction a, are you, you just are you it. milling from side to side trajectory oh what, if what i are could doing? pop out of the timeline and just observe it you know from the yeah, above yeah that'd be fine with me you know i don't have to exist on it or experience it just yeah. well we know there's aliens now yeah Oh, that I don't want to say we know that yeah, now. We know We've known that now. for a millennia. And we knew there were aliens last year when they said, yeah. and then we knew yeah. there were aliens the year before when they said, and, and then, then there we were knew aliens it before in the they. Uh, we knew yeah. it when they were denying it. Let's yeah. let's cut the shit. But right. um, if they beam you up somehow, would you put in a word for me yeah. while you're up there? Make them listen to this show, so they'll either, you know. Well, they'll either love us or hate us. Either yeah. way, we're getting the fuck out of here, <laughs> right? One way or another, <laughs> right? So, what were we watching the other day? Oh, and I was like, everything. Why do we assume aliens would come here to do anything sexual? Oh yeah, with what us? were we wor- worried about? They were like, they're <laughs> gonna kidnap they're gonna our women or rape our women. I was like, maybe they're gonna rape our men. We yeah. don't know. How do you? Maybe do they you know don't about... even procreate. Maybe right. they just create. Right. But like, you it's, know, maybe it's... it's not a sexual way to right. uh, continue right. their race. Maybe they just create them. They just right. go boop, and right. there's another human or. Alien, right? Life, well, well you know, life form, I guess. Classic human projection. <clears throat> no disrespect up there, guys. All humans would do if we went and found another well, race. Well, let's and not we'd all. Try to let's fuck not. It, you know, not all humans. Fuck let's... it or kill it instantly. No. That's, that's the. We're human... talking about humans or men. Heavily American. Yeah. Males. Yeah. No, all right, that. come on, guys. Don't don't you send me a fucking email. Michael <laughs> is the one that was saying it, and I was just. Getting his words out that yeah. he was dancing around because what he loves to do, which you didn't see or hear, I should say, before the show, is Mike was making very like off the cuff, maybe offensive. Some people would find offensive comments where he turned off the recording and then turned it back on when I said something like, oh, great, you know, I'm going to have to fucking, I'm the one that's going to have to fucking deal with it and blah, blah, blah. So he records me basically sounding like I'm going to beat him up. After he turns off the audio of him saying the thing that would rile you guys up. I don't know what oh, you're talking about. Oh, what a about. little fucking devil you are. I do not know what you're talking about. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I don't want to deal with you anymore. So, so I'm going to deal with some news. Let's deal so, with some news. Um, do I don't think we really talked about this case too much on the show, but I'm pretty sure everybody must have heard about the case of Suzanne Morphew. Mm-hmm. The mother who disappeared on Mother's Day in 2020, the year of all, yeah. the year of all years, right? Nothing bad was really happening in May of 2020, was there? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was going on in yeah. 2020. Um, she went missing, supposedly, 
after she went on a bike ride on Mother's Day by herself, her Morphew husband or was Papini? like, "What are we talking out about?" Out of town, Morphew. Well, there's a <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of bike riding ladies going missing, supposedly. Mm. Um, so she supposedly goes on a bike ride. Her fucking dipshit, um, <clears throat> sorry, dipshit husband Barry. Uh, Barry Morphew. Is that, is that short for Barreled? What is that? What is that a nickname for? Um, so Barry decides to tell people that they think, he thinks that maybe she got <laughs> ripped away by like a fucking mountain cat or some shit, <laughs> like something like that. The likeliest of stories. The li- Yeah, very likely. Um, I believe he was charged with her murder, but then was dismissed without prejudice because the prosecution was like, we want to find her body and yeah. we want to get some more information yeah. and then we're going to come back and nail this to you because you clearly fucking did it whatever his daughters are like standing by him now that her body's found will they still stand by him i don't know but well if there's mountain lion teeth marks on her bone then sure maybe they'll stand by him i mean give me a fucking break but but um the way that they found her body was a complete accident they were actually looking for someone else's body about 40 miles from her home where she went missing and oopsie they came across her. So yeah, I mean, if Stand By Me has taught us anything, it's that you don't have to be looking for a body to find a body. Yeah, I mean, unless you're going to find a body on purpose. <laughs> right. Then um, you can seem to never find it. Right. And then you'd never find it. Uh, you know. <laughs> so so I'm, I mean, I, I mean, the husband did it. I mean, are we going to fucking, all right. Anyway, so he hasn't been, you know, formally charged again or whatever, but I mean, he clearly did it. Yeah. Um, that's so, that's I, that's a sneaky, sneaky. I mean, it's not a sneaky trick. It's perfectly legal. I mean, he probably figured they would do. never find her body, and he was going to skate off. Well, that's the thing. People don't <clears throat> fully appreciate, I think, the dismissed, you know, without prejudice right. aspect that people leap to double jeopardy. No, you have to actually go through the process right. for that to apply. If they dismiss it, right, without they prejudice, they can still come at you. We just don't have it yet, is all they're saying. Right. So don't get uh, complacent with your no comments if they dismiss uh, charges without prejudice. Right. So, I mean, I'm just hoping that they yeah. nail well, this. See, he kept holding on to this. The thing that, I mean, obviously I already thought he was guilty. But the thing that... Well, you have na- a t-shirt that the, says as much. Yeah, the husband, the husband did. did it. Yeah. The thing that puts the nail in the coffin for me is that he kept stating like my daughters and I implicitly believe that she will come home to us like either she ran away she was kidnapped or something's going on but somehow she's gonna walk through the door right but then what did he do he started selling all of her stuff he right. sold her car he like sold the house and moved like, if you thought she instantly, was instantly too no no like, like yeah. instantly <laughs> and then had a magical girlfriend some like two months later yeah. but you thought she was coming back right, right, right. you thought she was hoped, coming back prayed. you hoped and prayed yeah. and me and my daughters are we're, we're every day she's right. coming back yeah. you got rid of all her fucking shit post haste yeah what are you talking about we need cash for the search you see uh, so yeah. you find her and then she's gonna come home to an empty to, to house. nothing <laughs> to no house because they moved right. what do you mean He's off living his best life anyway. Could you imagine? No, I don't if, imagine. If she, if you just got lost, right? Something happened or your husband did something to you, dumped you out in the desert, but you survived. Right. You miraculously survive. Yeah. You make it home. You knock on the door yeah. and some other it's family It's just a different family. <laughs> Yikes. You're like, I'm home, my children. You know, you're the greatest joy <laughs> and then just to see your children again gone. that you thought you'd never see again. Yeah. The most 
horrendous turmoil a parent could go through. Well, most parents. Most parents, right? Yeah. And then you come back and it's like in just a different family. You're like, who the fuck is this? All right. Who the fuck's my, my kids? Yeah, where's where's yeah. the motherfucker? Where's Barold? Yeah. <laughs> is, are you his new wife? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's always oh, he's, he's floating around in the in the universe somewhere with his new girlfriend. Yeah. Cool. Um Let's 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 talk about the Patriots. They're not doing great. <laughs> they are not doing great. Could Hometown not, team could not give less of a shit. Couldn't give a shit. Yeah. Um they've just been on a fucking losing streak. Yeah. But also Sergio Brown. Mm was um, recently arrested in San Diego coming in from, I believe, like Tijuana, Mexico, where he had been, I don't want to say hiding out for a while, but he let's just say he had been Spending on an extended time. vacation. Yeah. Um, and he's been charged with the murder of his mom. Oh, no. Myrtle. Her name is Myrtle, oh. everybody. I mean, Leave Myrtle alone. in the picture of her, she just looks like such a like a stately, like, like put a together, little like old little old, like skinny old, tiny little old lady, like so cute, <laughs> like a grandma that probably you go to her house, she always is baking cookies and shit. Yeah, Myrtle Brown, she was seventy three, and her body was found beaten to like death in the creek <sighs> behind her house. I mean, and we don't have to do the Aaron Hernandez and the <sighs> steroids and the brain injury and I mean, all the rest. Everybody knows, but like here I mean, we go again. Here we go again, though, yeah. right? Could be that. Could just be he's aggressive. Could maybe he was on drugs. We don't know what happened, yeah. right? Yet, um, but apparently after his family and friends couldn't get a hold of him or the or Myrtle, you know, they they started yeah. getting nervous, and then all of a sudden, uh, he started posting videos from some tropical location. Undisclosed. Um, some undisclosed, uh, undisclosed uh, <laughs> tropical, right, yeah. somewhere in the world, um, babbling about how he thinks his mom's on vacation somewhere and that there's all these stories coming out that are, quote, <clears throat> fake news yeah. um, about him and his relationship with his mother. So he's been arrested. I think he's going to be charged, I would assume, with at least second-degree murder. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it would be first. He probably maybe got into an argument with her and well, it depends what his story and, is. It depends, right. depends what his explanation is. I mean, and that and what they can, and, and what they can prove on the body, right? right? So, so there's that. Great. Uh, and also, are they firing Belichick? I th- I thought I read something just in passing that they were, you know, yeah. Um, but but fake. But speaking of fake fake news, yeah. Um, I just forgot to tell you that Barry Bar Barreled Morphew, um. More pew, is what I like to say. Um, he sent in, he was also charged with fraud, by the way. Of course, as you would. Do you want to guess why? Uh, let's call it mail, I'll call it mail fraud. Maybe that'll help you. Tell me. He sent in a ballot <laughs> in his wife's name. Oops. For. Guess who? Donald Trump. Oh, wouldn't you know it. And then he, and then when they caught him. He said, I was doing it on my wife's behalf because I believe that she would have wanted to yeah. vote for Trump and right. would have wanted Trump to win. So this is the type of person that we're dealing with that right. definitely didn't kill his wife. Right. Um, but I left that part out. I don't know why, and I apologize because <laughs> I just feel like that's something that... It's quite an important detail. We needed to put in yeah. there. And um, the last thing I want to bring up, and I know that we've... I don't think we did her... I can't remember if we did her story. I don't think we did. I think we talked about Ellen Greenberg. We've the not young, done it. Right. The young bride who was stabbed 20 plus times in her kitchen and they ruled it a suicide, suicide. Yeah. even though some of the stabs were clearly yeah. 
post-mortem. One of them having severed her spinal cord, which would have left her fucking paralyzed. So she wouldn't have even been able to continue stabbing herself. By the way, they're all in the back. Well, yeah, she just... You stabbed yourself in the back yeah, 20 fucking times. Yeah, she laid them all out times. on the dishwasher, <laughs> left the door open, and then just threw herself on, well, onto it. Well, that's not how it happened, but... I mean, that's how I would do it. I mean, <laughs> you might not even die that way, stupid. And then you just be impaled there until somebody eventually finds you or not. Yes, that's how stupid the suggestion of this being a suicide, suicide. is. <laughs> because uh, even a solution, quote-unquote, yeah. to how to stab yourself in the back that many times yeah. is not a good idea. No. So... Let's talk for a second about her fiance, Sam Goldberg. It's a lot of Bergs. Greenberg, Goldberg, a lot of Bergs. A lot of Bergs going Silverberg. on. Silverberg. So. Weinberg. He. When they. Okay. The story was that he came home. She was like a teacher. Everybody loves her. She's like amazing. They're supposed to get married, right? Yep. The type um, of person that would stab themselves 20 times. Some people said that though the boyfriend was abusive she was hiding abuse and that she really didn't want to marry him but she was going through with it because she was actually afraid of him that's great some stories from her yeah. close people right. right he comes in he says i'm going this is this is his f- fucking story <laughs> i'm going downstairs to the gym in the building that we live right? right yeah i'll be back in roughly 20 minutes goes down to the gym works out comes back up the door's locked, can't get in. He's texting, calling her again. Hey, I don't have my key. Let me in. How come you're not answering? I'm starting to get mad. Let me in. Blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, there's no. locked himself out. Meanwhile, there's no cameras in the fucking hallway where their door is, right? So we don't know actually what happened. Right. Um, he says that the door's locked, the door's locked. He goes, gets maintenance. They bust in. They find her dead on the kitchen floor. He locked himself. He killed her, locked himself out. And then went, went to, the, to the gym. The gym and came back and then fake yeah. called her and texted her. How yes. stupid are we? Okay. Of course. Anyway, they come, right? They rule it. Suicide. Homicide. Oh, right. Then they take the body. They go do their thing. They, they fucked up. They didn't do anything with the fucking apartment because then it very immediately. Yeah. His family, right? The, uh, the I don't want to say the wrong Berg, the Goldberg family. Right. Has an incestuous relationship with the DA department and law enforcement in that area. They're all coup de la, Michael. Right? All of a sudden, all of the sudden, Michael. Right? It gets changed from homicide to suicide. Whoopsie doodles. They don't really process the apartment. Well, no. Because it's a, quote, Suicide. suicide. Which is still a crime scene, isn't it? Isn't it technically illegal to kill yourself? No. I mean, who are you going to charge with that? But, I mean, it's not a crime scene. They don't have to, like, then go and collect evidence. I mean, if they rule it, they rule it, whatever. But it was it was a homicide. Uh, her family but has been... But if it was been, a homicide before, why didn't they start processing it immediately? I think that's how fucking fast it happened. Right. They didn't even get a cleaner over there for, I think, like, weeks or something. Or, like, it was, like, right away. No, I'm sorry. It usually takes weeks yeah. to get a cleaner. And they were there in something like 40 minutes or some fucking shit to, like, clean up the mess. Oops. Um, whoopsie. So her poor parents, I think this has been, like, 12 years. Yeah. Her parents have been, they spent, like, half a million dollars trying to get information and of do course. all this. Of course you would. Yeah. Right? Um, they've, they've decided not the parents they ruled it suicide right so now the parents are like you've got to be fucking the kidding mm-hmm. kidding because i think it kind of went back and forth and back and forth and then they went no suicide well now the police can't even investigate 
anyone else. Well, I guess they're still trying. They're going to go to the higher court and appeal it and then see if they can do something about it. But Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, I I, I don't know how anyone makes any sort of cogent legal argument in any sort of way. If there were stab wounds after her fucking spine was severed, that would leave you paralyzed. Any doctor in the world would tell you. Yeah. And there were stabs. And there were stabs that had no blood coming out. You know what that means? Whoop. She was dead. My heart's not beating. There's no blood pumping, which means I'm fucking dead. So how am I stabbing myself? While paralyzed also. Also while paralyzed. Paralyzed Also in the back, in areas that it would be so hard to fucking reach and maneuver while you were in so much pain from apparently stabbing yourself. This poor girl had over 20 stabs. There's so many other easier ways to do it that if you really wanted to do it and you wanted to be sure you were going to do it. Take a handful it, of fucking pills. Right. And go to sleep. If you really want to make sure that it Shoot happens. Shoot yourself in the head. Yeah. I mean, not that we're given. Yeah. But I mean, you're going to stab yourself 20 right. some odd times? It's just, it's incredulous. It, it is incredulous. It and I, I, I can't tell you how bad I feel for this family because just because this, I mean, I guess they both families come from money, but one just has a little more sway with the legal system. Right. And that is some fucking bullshit. Other than that, I don't have anything else to talk about except to say I can't stand Gen Z. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you, Gen Z. I'm not going to suck. I hate you, Gen Z. I don't hate you. I don't hate you. I'm very frustrated with you, and I'll tell you why. Because you little sons of bitches keep, quote unquote, coming up with stuff (laughs) that you're not coming up with. What, like a landline? You suck... (laughs) <laughs> I saw a fucking t- I gotta stay off TikTok because I'm turning into a yeah, it's cranky not for you. old lady it's for the Gen Z's great it's not even for me apparently they quote unquote everybody out there listen to me because <laughs> if I once I tell you this you're gonna go f- get the f- if you say someone here. has pitched the plot of the karate kid as no. if they invented it <laughs> Michael they've quote unquote invented what they think that they invented called slow vacuuming which is to say that they are astonished by the fact that, you know, most people vacuum you quick, 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 you go over the rug and you get it done. Yeah. They're like, if you go slow, <clears throat> backward and forth, you get like 40% more dirt out of your rug. And they're making fucking videos of themselves slow vacuuming and, and, and in awe of the fact that the slower the vacuum goes over the same area, the yeah. more dirt you pick up. So someone just please put me out of my misery. They've also, quote unquote, discovered what they call silent walking. Do you want to know what that is? Do you want to take a guess? Stepping really soft. (laughs) Leaving your phone and electronics at home and going for a fucking walk outside, connecting with nature around you. And they've... They've they've, They've discovered the 60s. (laughs) They've named it silent walking. You know what it's called? Walking. Walking. Yeah. You sons of bitch. This is why I'm frustrated. Yeah. So... I don't hate you guys, obviously. I, I don't have any hate in my heart for you people. But I just can't, but I just, yeah, I said it, but I just can't stand you because knock it off. The problem is we've just become a content culture where there's just a need to put stuff out there that even stuff that is meaningless, that everybody knows that is just. Did you know if you pour liquid into a cup, it stays in there and you can use it as a drinking receptacle? Shut (laughs) the fuck up. I've had it with this nonsense. Yeah. I mean, in a, in a land full of content that is pointless. Silent walking? Are you let's proceed to our content. Slow vacuuming. Yeah. Someone vacuum my fucking brains out of my head because that's how I'm I just feel. impressed the Gen Z is at the vacuuming stage at this point. 
They do housework? Yeah, that's... Holy that's, shit. That's more what's impressive to me. Uh, well, Michael, over to you. Yes, for our scintillating content. Yeah. Where you can learn all about slow vacuuming. Heinous murder shit. Yeah. The slow vacuuming up of viscera. <laughs> Speaking of vacuuming up viscera, if anybody likes um, comedian, actor, Greg Davies. Taskmaster. Greg Davis. Uh, he's got a show called The Cleaner, where he plays a crime scene cleaner-upper. And, and all always... the shenanigans that he gets into doing that. And it's a great fucking show. And I love you, Greg Davis. If you ever listen to this show, please take me on a date. I am about five feet and I'll look like your small baby child, but I promise you it'll be worth it. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah, he's six eight for those who don't yeah. know who he is. Anyway, anyway, to the main story this week. This is the story of the murders of Linda Mann and Don Ashworth. It's a twofer. Unfortunately, when you tell these stories, there is always so much more information about the perpetrator than about the victims, and that's the case here as well. Great. Linda and Don were both only 15 years old at the time they each ran into the man that would end their lives three years apart. Oh my gosh. Okay. That man was called Colin Pitchfork. Shut the fuck up already today. Now, you'll ha- you'll forgive me. I didn't say you this did is this the on story purpose of Colin because Pitchfork. it's almost fucking Halloween. Yeah. What's that Tom Hanks character on SNL? Something Pumpkins, right? David, David Pumpkins. Pumpkins. Okay. David S. Pumpkins. Okay, sorry. Please. Colin Pitchfork was born on March 23rd, 1960, and grew up in Newbold Verdon, a village in Leicestershire County, England. Okay. By all accounts, Pitchfork's upbringing was pretty standard. He exhibited none of the early signs of psychopathy that we're so familiar with. Mm-hmm. Bedwetting, cruelty to animals, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Instead, little Colin grew up baking. He, par- oh. he parlayed that interest into a job by taking an apprenticeship at a local bakery in 1976 and never looked back. He would work there for the next 11 years. Was he a, was it a pastry bakery? Was it a bread bakery? He developed quite the reputation in town for being an excellent sculptor and decorator of cakes. Ooh, okay. Even harboring ambitions to open his own cake decorating business one day. Right. His boss praised Pitchfork as, quote, a good worker and timekeeper. But, quote, <laughs> quote, he was moody and he couldn't leave women employees alone. I was gonna, he was always chatting them up. Stop it. I was going to say, but surly and like uh, untrustworthy around yeah. wi- are the women in the place. Yeah. I was literally going to say that. Yeah. Chat ups aside, Pitchfork got married to a social worker in 1981 okay. and together they would have two sons. From the outside, looking in, he led a pretty standard life, just like he had a pretty standard upbringing. Right. However, they all look normal from the outside, yeah. Michael, don't we? How? <laughs> However, yeah. you know he's involved in a story on this show, so obviously there must be a shoe set to drop. Yes. Well, yes, that is correct. Ever since Pitchfork was a teenager, he's had the nasty habit of exposing himself to women. I shouldn't say habit, it seems more like it was a compulsion, like he right. just he couldn't stop himself. Right. Although, yes, you can. Yeah. Yes, you fucking can. Just it happened. It happened countless times. Great, although great. later on, we might hear a statement from Colin himself. And said that he never did it. I've never shown anyone my kibbles and bits. But Fuck you, sir. few years into his marriage, Pitchfork would be arrested, convicted, and referred to therapy for an act of indecent exposure. Okay. He attended the therapy briefly, but like so many of these stories, the evaluators released him, believing he no longer posed a threat. So, 
wrong. Wrong. What do you mean? Uh, so I, he, they kept him in there for a few days, and he goes, you know what, guys? You're right. Yeah. I, it was wrong, yep. and I won't do it again. And they went, Colin, we are so proud of you. Yeah. Here's your certificate. You yeah. may you may exit the building. Correct. The fuck out of here. Pitchfork would a apparently constantly whip it out and waggle it about. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> but his crimes escalated Gross. seemingly randomly. Yeah. In 1979, so this was before he got married, mm-hmm. he forced a 16-year-old girl into a field and orally raped her. Ew. He would get married in 1981, remember? Yeah. But on November 21st, 1983, Linda Mann would encounter Pitchfork during one of his escalations. <gasps> so She caught him? So the timeline being, he's a teenager. Yeah. He's showing his bits to people. Right. In 79, it escalates to him yep. forcibly. Yep. You know. Yep. Two years later, he gets married. Right. But he really And he's still waggling it around. Lady. He's raggling around after and the she rape. she caught him doing it to someone else? No. Linda had been babysitting when she was taking a shortcut to get home. When she wasn't prompt, her parents started worrying and rallied the neighbors to help them search. Early the next morning, Linda's body was discovered raped and strangled on a footpath known as the Black Pad. It was basically just a path through yeah. a patch of trees in the middle of town. Ugh. Not a good place to cut through, it sounds like, at all. Using the height of technology in 1983, right. authorities isolated a semen sample and determined it was from a person with type A blood and that it contained an enzyme that 10% of the male population would have. In 10% of the entire male population on the planet? Yes. or Oh, my God. Okay. That is a huge that pool e- of potential suspects. And with no other leads or evidence, the case was left to linger. Mm-hmm. Pitchfork wasn't done, though. Well, they rarely, rarely are. Right. In October of 1985, he left his wife and two kids at home with a screwdriver and knife in his pocket. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. He encountered a 16-year-old girl, threatened her with both implements, and proceeded to rape her as well. He didn't kill this victim. I mean, you did in another way, but okay. But his flashing also didn't typically escalate to assaults. So right. this, is this is still an escalation, yeah. even though he yeah, killed yeah. previously and he didn't kill her. It's still ramping up here. Yeah. As those assaults kept happening, the local area was on edge, as you might imagine. <laughs> Women were in even more fear than usual. Doors were being locked. Women went everywhere in groups. Yeah. But still no leads for the assaults or the murder. The But the... But the lady that he didn't kill yeah. from the field, mm-hmm. she did, she couldn't she couldn't recognize him Not or like well she enough. couldn't. Okay, oh, shit. The situation would escalate massively again on July thirty first, nineteen eighty six. Don Ashworth left her house to go visit a friend's for the day. She was supposed to return home by nine thirty p.m. When she didn't, her parents immediately called the police to report her missing. Yep. It took two days of searching when Don's body was found near a footpath, this one known as Ten Pound Lane. Don was beaten and strangled, and her rape was described as savage. Oof, my God. <clears throat> Investigators noticed all of the similarities in the Linda and Don cases and realized, realized that they had an operator with an actual MO, and the semen samples from Don's crime scene matched the blood from Linda's. From the, so now they're at least... They at least know it's probably the same person. Right. You know, here's the thing that bothers me. Oh, one thing that bothers me. 
to describe a rape as savage yeah is like a misnomer every fucking every rape, rape is, is savage, savage right. but to then describe it as right. savage it was it just, observably it savage. just it, i mean i want to say the imagination runs wild but yeah. it's like how could it fucking get any worse but obviously right. it could yeah jesus christ not long after don's murder police had an initial suspect but it wasn't pitchfork okay a local 17-year-old kid named Richard Buckland seemed to have knowledge of Don's body and even confessed to her murder. Why do people confess to shit they don't fucking do? He categorically denied the first murder, though. The problem with this is, one, Buckland was known to have learning difficulties and probably got caught up in something he didn't really understand. understand. A he's, a, he's a Brendan Dassey. Brendan Dassey, Stephen Avery kind right. of hybrid here. Right. And two... Further testing would reveal that the samples left at both crime scenes weren't just left by similar people. They were actually left by the same person, like right. I said before. So, Oh, no. Is he got, it's, if Don't Buckland, tell me this other guy, fucking pitchfork, got this kid as like an accomplice or something, or did this kid just get caught up in the hype of the news in the town? So if Buckland was the murderer of Don, he would have had to be the killer of Linda. But this was 1986. How were they going to figure that out? Wasn't it a few years later, though? So if he was six, you said he was 16, so he'd been like 13. He would have been like too young. Well, well for the first one, yeah. yeah. he would have been he way young. He was 17 young. for the second So he would have been one. like 13, 14. Right. That's way young. Yeah. Not that it couldn't happen. Right. But. Well. <clears throat> I mean, maybe he was an accomplice or maybe he just, you know, that's news in the town. Yeah. doesn't sound like it's a huge town. Nope. So maybe. Yeah. I don't want to say this is going to sound bad, and I don't mean it like this, but maybe it was one of the only newsworthy, sensational, I don't want to call it exciting, yeah. but you know what I'm getting at, yeah. like things that happened in the town, and because there's nothing else going on, and you maybe have a little bit of a disability, yeah. learning disability, you start to put yourself in that story, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Who knows We've if it We've seen it happen maybe before. Maybe it was that. Yeah. DNA research was being pioneered in England at the time, mm-hmm. specifically at the University of Leicester, uh, by Alec Jeffries. Jeffries was part of a team, along with Peter Gill and Dave Warrant from the Forensic Science Service, the FSS, working to develop DNA profiling. Peter, uh, Peter Gill described what he did for the project as, quote, I was responsible for developing all of the DNA extraction techniques and demonstrating that it was possible, after all, to obtain DNA profiles from old stains. The biggest achievement was developing the preferential extraction method to separate sperm from vaginal cells. Without this method, it would have been difficult to use DNA in rape cases. So at the time, in England, basically in the town where this is happening, they are doing pioneering research that today we kind of take for granted. The ability to separate out two different people's DNA right. and isolate them and figure it out. This was all happening local to where these cases were were unfolding. And to take like an old sperm sample off a garment. Right. Guess who guess who didn't want that to happen? Right. Many a year later. Monica Bill Clinton. I didn't want to say it out loud, but I think, you know, Clinton was probably like this fucking scientific evidence, you know? It was with Gill's technique that Jeffries compared the samples from both murder victims directly to Richard Buckland's and proved conclusively Not him. that both girls were killed by the same person, as we've said before, mm-hmm. and that person was definitively not, not Buckland. Okay. This made Buckland the first person ever in history to be established innocent by DNA analysis. No shit. And it wasn't even 
he wasn't even trying to make right, that yeah happen. right he just but he's <clears throat> he's the one that set that precedent imagine being that's what you're famous for yeah <laughs> jeffries even said quote i have no doubt whatsoever that he would have been found guilty had it not been for dna yeah. evidence. imagine being like hi i'm michael insert yeah. last name here i'm fam- what are you famous for i'm famous for not being guilty yeah <laughs> oh nice nice to meet you sir Jeffries said that that was even a remarkable situation. That yeah, it's so, all... so weird. The local police and the FSS did something drastic. They conducted the first ever DNA dragnet for more than 5,500 local men were asked to volunteer blood or saliva samples. That's a quite an undertaking. Yeah, Holy it shit. took six months yeah. to collect and test, and no matches were found. That's, in- that's <clears throat> incredible, is it not? Sure is. Well, Pitchfork lived locally, and because even... well, they, you said they voluntarily did it. They they yeah. weren't. It wasn't like the cops went to your house and said we're forcing everyone yeah. to do this so we can make a database. Well, so just say no, or just not be home when they come. Well, or hide out, right? Well, he lived locally, and his name had been crossed off the giant list as having been tested and ruled out. Uh, How could this be? Uh, uh, There's no Penrose drain. Okay. To have someone else's blood, yeah. you know, in, in did he Pitchfork's did he arm. somehow? He knows someone in the office or he got his hands on these things and fucking just crossed his name off the list? Nothing so sophisticated. On August 1st, 1987, just over a year after Don's murder, a man called Ian Kelly, who worked at the bakery with Pitchfork. Don't tell me that he gave his and said that because Pitchfork put, told uh, other people, paid him off or something to do it. Told other people he worked with while out at a pub that he had taken the blood test pretending to be Pitchfork. Why would you do that? <clears throat> of Why course, would you do that? Of course, Pitchfork's DNA didn't match. It was actually Kelly's. Pitchfork convinced Kelly to masquerade, claiming he wanted to avoid being harassed by the police because of his prior indecent exposure convictions. No, 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 no. That doesn't make any sense. No! They're not going to harass you if it's not you. Correct. <laughs> and if somebody came up to me and said, hey, hey, Joe, let me, come here, let me talk to you over here. Come over here, friends. I have to talk to you about something. Um, listen, I know that the cops are going around collecting DNA, and I would love to give mine, right? Yeah. However, like a few years back, I got done for writing checks. Yeah. And they want my DNA. Oh, no, you got done? They want they want my DNA for like a rape, and I don't want to get harassed. I obviously didn't do this. Can you just go take the test and tell them that it's me? Um, Bitch, I'm calling the cops right then and there. I'll be like, yeah, let me, get, uh, let me, hold on. Let me call and make the appointment. I'll go in right now. I'll just call them and let them know I'm coming in. And when the, broop, broop, hello, broop, broop, the cops answer, hello, whatever, police station, right? And I go, yo, this fucking pitchfork guy over here is trying to get me to do the DNA test in lieu of him because he's clearly the rapist. Can you come get him? He's standing with me right now. What one, do you mean? One of the co-workers who heard Kelly's story reported it to police. Okay, thank you, someone with a brain. <laughs> Not long after, September 19th, 1987 to be exact, Pitchfork was arrested. While being questioned, Pitchfork admitted to exposing himself to more than 1,000 women what? since he started doing it as a teenager. 1,000 is his claim. That's insane. A lot That's a of... lot. That's a lot of waggling. Meat and veg. Yeah. He described his escalation from exposure to sexual assault to strangulation. He claimed he had to kill his victims to protect his own identity. Mm. But he didn't kill all of them, mm. so. <laughs> Remember that girl you left in the field after yeah. you fucking Frank and Beans her? Like, what, what are you talking about? In most of the details he admitted to, he always downplayed the violence and depravity of well, what yeah. he had done. He did plead guilty 
to the two rapes and murders of Linda and Don, as well as the assaults against his other two victims that I okay, mentioned. Okay, did they did they charge him with anything for like this fraudulent DNA? Can you be charged with something like that? I mean, is there... Probably not since it was voluntary. I don't know. I don't know what the rules would I be. I wonder if you can be charged with some kind of like... In January Submitting of... false Probably, bearing false witness or probably. some shit. Because you probably have to sign to say, this is this me. This is mine, right. Yeah. In January of 1988, Pitchfork was sentenced to life imprisonment for the murders mm-hmm. and 10 years for the rapes to mm-hmm. run concurrently. Ugh. A psychiatric report labeled Pitchfork as having a psychopathic personality disorder accompanied with a serious psychosexual pathology. Yes. There were a lot of P's in that sentence. Yes. The justice who sentenced Pitchfork <laughs> a said... A lot of P's in this story. All right. <laughs> The justice who sentenced Pitchfork said, quote, from the point of view of the safety of the public, I doubt if he should ever be released. Yeah. Oh, you think? Oh, you doubt? Oh, you doubt it? Or is that like an absolute fucking certainty, sir? As you know, true life sentences are rare. Oh, no. His minimum term was set to 30 years, but he managed to get that reduced on appeal to 28 years. (laughs) Oh, fucking big. We knocked it down two years. we're not close to the end. No, come on, dude. On April 22nd, 2016, the English Parole Board heard Pitchfork's case for release. Pitchfork's advocates presented evidence of his improved character, noting that Pitchfork... Whoa, whoa, what? He didn't show his fucking dick and balls to any of the inmates that were men that would beat the shit out of him if he tried it? I'll tell you what he did. Come on. It was some real character-improving shit. Yeah, I bet. They noted that he had furthered his education to degree level. Oh, really? And had become an expert. Let me guess. Did he also find God? No. Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking dick. (laughs) He had become an expert at the transcription of printed music into Braille for the benefit of the blind. Eat my shit, you fucking do-gooder. Get out of here. The board didn't care and refused his release. Oh, good. Okay. I was going to say, if they took that and went, oh, look what he's doing. Something so difficult and for so the benefit of so many people. how, however, Shit. no, oh, no. However, they did recommend that he could be transferred to an open prison. It, whoa, That's whoa, whoa, exactly whoa, whoa, what it sounds whoa, whoa, whoa. like. Like you, you report to us like in the night, and you can go and do whatever you want in the hours of the day. It's a bit more structured version of a halfway house. <sighs> let me get if you fucking tell me at some that point, they let him out to go do this business, and then he fucking whips out his fucking bat and ball again. <clears throat> I'm in a fucking flip out. At some point before 2017. He was moved, and in November of that year, yep. he was spotted walking around Bristol, which okay. has an open-style prison. Cool. Nearby. I'm sure, like, all the women in the area who knew who he was now see him traipsing about the fucking hood. Really Pitch- felt great about that. Pitchfork was refused release again on May 8th, 2018, but, as his sighting in Bristol should have confirmed, he was allowed unsupervised days out. So why wouldn't why would you do that? You deny him release. You denied him release. Yeah. You can't be out there. You know why? We think that you're a threat, which is why we're keeping you here. Yeah. But we're going to let you fucking traipse around unsupervised to the point where you could just flee. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So why are you... This is a contradiction. We were keeping you in because you're a threat, but we're letting you out. But we're not letting you out, but we are. He was finally granted release on a conditional license on June 7th, 2021. That decision automatically needed to be reviewed by another, quote, reconsideration mechanism, which had only become law in England in 2019. There's this whole yeah. review of rep- appeals. Great. And there's this. It's so arcane and right. weird and like... 
It's complicated. Let them out to not let them out to let them out, but not. Right. So this new body had a certain amount of time to challenge the decision of the board and Pitchfork would remain in custody until their decision was released. Mm -hmm. The decision came down and Pitchfork was released. He officially walked out on September 1st, 2021. By November 2021, Pitchfork was back in prison for violating the license of his release. During walks from the bail house, (laughs) during walks from the bail hostel he was staying at, he would quote approach young women. Yeah. Oh no, shit. Which he was in no way supposed to do. He wasn't exposing himself, but he shouldn't even have been walking in their direction. And back to jail he goes. Yeah. Well, what the fuck? What do you think would happen? You don't think that would escalate? He might just go up to them and go, "Excuse me, madam. Do you have the time? Yep. Uh, Excuse me." Do you have any gray poupon or yeah. whatever? And then the next one is, excuse me, ma'am, here's my fucking bits and shits. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then before you know it, I'm strangling someone. Right. Don's mother, Barbara Ashworth, told BBC News that she was pleased, quote, he's been put away and women and girls are safe and protected from him now. Yeah, if they're, are they going to leave him in there forever until he dies, maybe? There were complaints that the parole board wasn't nearly cautious enough in allowing Pitchfork's release. David Baker, a former police detective who helped capture Pitchfork, believes he could deceive the parole board and pretend that he was safe. Baker maintains Pitchfork is a psychopath and it will never be safe to release him. Yes. The mad system as it exists, though, means that in 2023, as we are talking about this, it is still unfolding. Back in June of 2023, it was revealed that Pitchfork would again be granted parole. (laughs) This announcement was obviously met with disdain and widespread criticism. Just stop it. Just stop. It's too much. There was so much disdain and criticism flying around that in July, the Lord Chancellor intervened and ordered a new review of the parole decision, especially in light of Pitchfork breaking parole only weeks after getting it the last time. The thing is, and this goes across the board, crimes of aggression yeah sexual physical control whatever controlled yeah against women right the people that perpetrate these things yeah they, they, it's like a slap on the wrist right they don't care they get let out they right. get let out because the people that are mainly sitting in judgment of them are other men and they go we've all been there right i guess right yeah, I understand where you're coming. I don't know what they're thinking, honestly. Right. I don't know. I could only fucking guess. Yeah. You know me. I go to the craziest thing, and yeah. then it's usually true. So, And then they let them out, and they go, hey, bud, I know yeah. you had a little bit of a bad behavior. Well, just don't do it again, okay? Right. Okay. And they let them out. And get the first fucking thing that they do every fucking time when they get out, the first fucking thing that they do is go do it again. Yeah. And then Weeks. maybe they get thrown back in, Mike. But yeah. guess what? They somehow get let out again, right? And then magically, they fucking do it again. Yeah. How many times, how many women have to be fucking aggressed time and time again? There is no number. Before something gets fucking done about it. There is no number because... Castrate them, put them in front of a fucking firing squad. I don't even care. Oh, by the way, I heard like a lot... Uh, uh, somehow, don't have to get off topic really quick, but like I heard... Some news story this week about how like more and more states are bringing in the death penalty or like redoing yeah. it if they had put it on a stay or whatever. They're yeah. putting it back in and now they're doing like fucking uh, firing squad, like hanging, my, drop an anvil on someone's fucking head like in the cartoons, well, like shit like this. I do have to say as uh, I'm not we're not going to get into an actual death penalty discussion, right. but if we're just taking it in the cruel and unusual like constitutional aspect of punishment... Mm-hmm. 
how often are these drugs like lethal injection fucking up? Like they're getting the mixtures wrong and they're basically torturing these people yeah, to death. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I'd rather it's just 20 the, people like, just shoot me and somebody right, get me in the head. Right. What if they fucking miss? What if they get, what if you don't die instantly? Whatever. I get it. But at the same time, I I found it slight, I didn't find it surprising, but I found it slightly alarming that we're it's like, let's just back. go yeah. guillotine, fucking bring it back. Like, you know what I mean? Everybody's like, raw, let's bring it back or whatever. And as soon as I heard firing squad, yeah. you know what I instantly thought of, which is so fucking stupid and juvenile? You can't do that on television. Yeah. Where they always had the kids. They yeah. were like, you, you know, skipped attention and now you're at yeah. a firing squad. And they always got out of it. And then the guy always got fucking shot. The, like the guy. Yeah. Can't think of his name. But um, that's what I thought of. And I thought, are we actually yes. tying people to a stake and fucking shooting them in yes. the head? Because yes. that seems like something from a fucking cartoon. Yes, of course. Like all of the worst impulses are coming back it's or so just coming to fruition finally. Strange. It's just the logical it's, conclusion it's a of weird all of this. Time to be alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's maybe the last time to maybe, be alive. Maybe. So to condense this, he violated parole. He went back in, but for some reason, because of the British system, he's still eligible for parole later down the line. So cool he beans. gets it in cool 2023 yeah. in June. People are freaking out. Right. The guy in charge who supersedes the parole board says, no, we're going to review this decision. Yeah. So the new hearing happened on October 2nd and 3rd. Just just two weeks ago. Yes. Okay. But the decision has not been revealed to the public as of the time of this recording. Why not? Would, shouldn't it be revealed immediately once they come to it? I mean, the are we, last wait, are time... we waiting for white smoke to come out of a fucking building? <laughs> like when we're <laughs> electing a new pope? Like, what are we doing? I, I don't know what they're waiting for, but maybe the last it's, time you went Maybe through, it's not what the public wants to hear and they're fucking holding on to yeah, it as it, long as they can. It might be. Maybe by the time you're hearing this tomorrow, it may already be, you know, revealed. But maybe just, he's already out. Could be, but... I doubt that would happen. I think I it's just not. everything goes so slow in England as anybody who walks, watches Welcome to Wrexham Okay, but knows. revealing a, a verdict? I mean, all you got to do looking is back at, say at, it to one person. At what he, his last release, right? He was released in, in September, but he was given the conditional license in June. Mm-hmm. So he still had those months to wait to actually clear paperwork or whatever. So it, things moved slow. And that yeah. was even the last time when it actually went through. Yeah. So who knows what it's going to be this time, but um, we will update you once we know the outcome. But for now, that was and is the story of the murders of Linda Mann and Don Ashworth. Fuck that guy, Pitchfork. Yeah. Fuck that dude. Yeah. Speaking of Pitchforks and creepy Halloween shit, this just reminded me. Okay. I fucking... I watched this documentary, and it's called, and was it on Hulu? Did I tell you about this? It was on Hulu. Monster Inside, colon. Yeah. America's Most Extreme Haunted House. Now, let me tell you about this. Over 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, um, I was working for a lawyer. We're talking like like 15 years ago. Let's go back, right? Simpler Way times. back. Simpler mm-hmm. times. Yeah. It's the lunchtime rewind. Um, shut up. Um, I kept hearing about this haunted house where you had to sign a fucking waiver, yeah. where they could like touch you and do all this crazy shit. I saw like videos online of like kind of 
Yeah, no touching. Heinous shit. Yeah. Heinous shit. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck is this, right? And I'm like thinking to myself, this can't be real. This has to be like gimmicky or whatever, whatever. I wouldn't fucking do it. I mean, there were videos of people like peeing on you. If you throw up because of something, they make you eat your own puke. They shave your head. They'll pull your teeth out. There were allegations of rapes and things going on, right? Okay. You have to sign like a fucking 40-page waiver that basically said... You're signed up for the purge, basically. That basically <laughs> says like you could be physically assaulted, you could be mentally um, damaged. Who would do that? People, people who these, think it's these, not going to happen. People who think it's like either so gimmicky, it's so hyped up that it scares you enough to the point where like you'll quit even though it's really not that right. bad or whatever. Right. But this fucking guy, it's run by this guy, Russ McCamey, who's like ex-military. Sure. And if you, we're going to put it, you have to put his picture up because the minute you see his fucking picture, you go, oh no, 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 no. So he built this haunted house inside his house. Okay. In his house, Michael. Right. And set up all these torture. Real H.H. Holmes shit. Dude, I'm not even joking. Like. This guy is a fucking psychopath who does this right out in the open and claims it's like a business. But here's the thing. He doesn't charge anybody any money for it. So technically it's not a business. And he's having like quote unquote consenting adults signing this waiver to go in. But the contract that he has them sign, I don't think is necessarily fully legal from what I saw in the documentary. There's certain things that- just typed it up on Word. There's, well, no, there's- no, it's a it's a valid, let's call it a valid contract, yeah. but some of the things that you're agreeing, agreeing to, to it's legal. illegal for you to, to even agree, agree to, to them. Yeah. Do you understand yes. what I mean? Yeah. Like, so you can't even agree. It'd yeah. be like ha- saying a little kid agreed to a sexual encounter. Well, you can't. It's That's illegal. Or it's like, I agreed for you to inject me with heroin. Like, it's just I can't certain, have heroin, period. It's like, certain things. Like, you can't say, I agree for you to chop me up into a million fucking pieces. Like, you, right. it's, it, you can't agree to that, right? right? This guy does the most horrible fucking shit he literally will put people in cages and like waterboard them he will beat them he's pulled their fucking teeth out of their head like all this shit Jesus Christ. and so this fucking documentary is all the people that either worked with him or people that went through what they call quote unquote the tour okay. oh by the way it can it lasts for like eight to ten hours you're there for like a whole fucking day you're the only one there and he supposedly keeps you in there until he thinks it's safe for you. Like if he feels like you can't take it anymore, like he'll let you out or whatever. Who's but he? he'll just keep pushing it. There's no EMTs. There's no medics on yeah. on site or anything. Well, they wouldn't let you pull someone's teeth. <laughs> At me, right? If there were exactly right. Um, there's been like I think oh, allegations of maybe like obviously abuse and drug of drug course. use. People have posted pictures of them just beating the fuck up, like women. Just beating the fuck up. Yeah, of course, women. Like, all this kind of shit. And on top of it, um, he said, if you can get through the, quote, tour, you win $20,000, which is another reason why a bunch of people signed up to go through this. And what he would also do is say, I have 21,000 people on my waiting list, but he would send... Let's say you're a pretty girl and you send in a thing and say a video, and I'd love to go on the tour if if I if I can be put on the list. And yeah. then miraculously, like three oh, days later, he'll yeah. message you and go, "Someone canceled. I can fit you in. Can of you come course. tomorrow?" Right, forced sparsity and, and it, right. claiming that complete things are more exclusive. bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I <sighs> not to say that this is the exact plot of Saw Ten. Right. Um, I mean, people but... around me 
like horror. We all we are all kind of that kind of weirdy yeah. people, right? We're like a group. We like scary shit. We like to be scared and stuff like that. What are we I talking about? I specifically said to certain people, don't watch this. Yeah. Because I feel like yeah, we like fake scary stuff and stuff like that. But when it's fucking real and you see the evil that's actually fucking out there and that these people hide in plain sight. Well, yeah. Right before he was going to get sort of busted. Yeah. He, because the cops were going to come and like do an investigation of, of like his house or whatever, yeah, right? Up, right? oh, McKamey Manor's no more. We shut down. Bummer. It's not a thing. Oops, you can't, you know, it's not a business, oh, whatever, man. whatever. He packs up his shit and fucking moved to another state. Yeah, of course. And is just, do. he's still doing it. Yeah, of course. It's still a thing. Yes. <clears throat> Snake oil salesmen stay in town until the heat turns up Which, too high. Then they go and set up shop in another listen, town. Listen, I'll tell you what, everybody. If you want to fucking watch it, just, just watch it. But there were times that I literally had to either look away or I felt claustrophobic. I mean, he's waterboarding people and putting... On camera but, also. No, he records everything, by yeah. the way, and he has this weird fucking... He thinks he's Jigsaw. He has this weird, happy look on his face. And you're supposed to be able to quit. Yeah. Any other extreme... There's other extreme haunted houses out there where they can touch you, scare you. The yeah. minute you say whatever the safe word is, yeah. I quit or whatever it is, yeah. they stop, the lights come on, you go the fuck out, and that's it. This guy literally has footage of people... He was burying people alive. Cool. He was burying them alive. Now, you know how I feel. Yeah. I was having a fucking panic attack. He's burying them alive on camera, by the way. And the guy is going, no, please let me out. I can't do it. I can't. This was his friend, by the way, going through it as like, let's make a video of the house as like a promo. Yeah. He was doing this to his friend. Yeah. And his friend was begging him to stop. And he just kept fucking going. And the joy on this man's face is the most chilling fucking shit. Forged. By the American military. If you, if real news bothers you when you hear stuff, don't watch it. Do not watch it. If you think you can handle it, because like I said, I had to tell people, I don't think you should watch it. I think this would really bother you and it's going to stay with you and I don't think you should watch it. And then other people, like you, I was like, yeah, this is fucked up. You need to watch it. So watch it with a grain of salt i know it's halloween time and everybody's looking for thrill scares and stuff like that but this guy is a fucking maniac an actual maniac a pitchfork level as soon as you see his face you're gonna know exactly what i'm talking about yeah of course well (laughs) on on that that note (laughs) if you want to follow us on the socials if you want to get sociable michael's very sociable i'm not he's very social you can follow us on the instagram at MAF Podcast Show. Podcast Show. Or email us at MAF Podcast Show at gmail.com. Good job. Good job, buddy. And um, I guess until next time, um, if you want to get scared, just, just just read the, just listen to the news, man. Just be nice to each other. You don't have to <laughs> go through these extremes to try to get these thrills and um Barry Morphew <laughs> your time <laughs> is coming my friend okay <laughs> goodbye goodbye everybody please stay safe out there don't go to haunted houses where people are actually gonna fuck you up bye 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 so scary.